to the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death. And you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome. The quarantine house continues on. I'm Marty. And I'm Christoph Live from the Hungover House. Yes. Uh, is what I'm dealing with today. But hey, we figured we'd uh, try to get this episode out to you a little bit early um, since WrestleMania is now, I think, I think the phrase is too big for one night. Yes. Um, so, which is couldn't be farther from the truth. No. But, uh, but here we are. Uh, WrestleMania 36. Six. Yeah, 36. Six. Yeah. WrestleMania Jeez. 36 coming at you two nights, Saturday and Sunday. Let me tell you, Chris, it's been a crazy Mania week so far. We've had WrestleCon going on. We've had the Collective going on from GCW. I mean, who, tonight we've got, of course, uh, Joey Janela Spring Break. I mean, it's it's going to be incredible. Oh, and TakeOver also. Who can forget how great TakeOver was? I mean, and, and the Hall of Fame inductions just tear-inducing. Jush and Liger getting up there, finally getting the respect deserved from an American crowd. I mean, oh, hang on. What's that? None of that's happening? None of it. Not None a, of it. Not a single bit of it, Chris. I, I can't tell you how much I would have loved to come on this morning and talk about Minoru Suzuki against Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. alas, here we are. It uh, was not meant to be, at no. least for the time being. No. Uh, who knows? Who knows what could happen over the next fucking year you know yeah a, some chance next april we could be doing in the same fucking situation who knows um yeah. but you know it it's it's kind of, well it's not kind of a bummer it's very much a bummer yeah yeah i <laughs> i was actually gonna say there there to me is no greater personification of the situation we're in right now than what happened on raw this week montez ford screaming at the top of his lungs wrestlemania then going for a dive to the outside getting caught by no one and landing back first on the metal entrance ramp. 
man that was a uh, hysterical uh, <laughs> uh darkly <laughs> hilarious yes yes yeah uh, you know it's just it, it was a leroy jenkins moment yeah and uh yeah. you know i think it will live in infamy as such has anybody edited a leroy jenkins onto that dive yet if, if they haven't they should uh I'm, you know what i Absolutely think I, I think leroy jenkins is officially now vintage excuse me vintage internet uh, Ugh, so therefore, I I think because that was what 2005 ish, right? Oh yeah, it was it was yeah. it was the uh, the primordial days. Yeah, so uh, we're we're looking at easy 15 years old, which um, well just makes me want to put rocks in my pants, walk into the ocean. But um, that's <laughs> oh yeah, it's a dark house. All right, yeah, that's let's get into that's this. where we're at, ladies and gentlemen, because we've got two days of WrestleMania coming at us. Uh, we have no idea what matches will be on which night, uh, which is going to make doing a preview show fun. Which, by the way, will be exclusive to our Patreon listeners as we undoubtedly just get more and more depressed at the results of two nights of wrestling programming. Uh, but Chris. You know, they promised us Triple H. He was on the PR assault all week, popping up ESPN. I think I even saw him on on Extra. He made it very extra, clear. Extra. Yeah, he made it very clear. You know, he, he, I, I got to give him credit. He handled it like one would a Hollywood production. Yes, one of their lead actors out of the show, but you, you don't want to give away the way they write him out. He said, hey, stay tuned. We got a very unique and special way. We're removing Roman Reigns from the WrestleMania main event against Bill Goldberg for the Universal title. And that special way was, of course, Michael Cole, just while running down the WrestleMania card, randomly mentioning the fact that Roman Reigns has been replaced by Braun Strowman. This was a, a, a live action version of Poochie died on the way back to his home planet. That's it, that's what this was. This was just like, you know, we'll throw in the title card. We got the new animation with Braun. Okay, cool. Run it. No mention of Roman Reigns. This is just what's happening. Man, that's some top notch creative there, Paul. Good job. You've had two, almost yeah. three weeks yeah. to figure this shit out. You, mm-hmm. you could, you had clearly far too much of your roster together in one place you could have shot an angle before you shot wrestlemania shot it after you shot wrestlemania during wrestlemania (laughs) like hell you could have shot an angle on thursday i don't fucking know like you could have cut one in live i i there are countless ways hell they could still figure out a way to do it right now and you know what because of just the way things work here on the rough house i'm sure they'll post something online between now and the time that this episode goes up but there were countless ways they could have actually addressed it and made a story and added intrigue to the match Instead, hey guys, nope, one guy's out, here's the other one, and they wonder why no one gives a shit about the stars on the roster. Because they are yeah. literally <clears throat> interchangeable. Pretty much, and you would think that that wouldn't apply to Roman Reigns, who by all, um, you know, most considerations is the top guy on the, top full-time guy on the roster. Yep. Uh, but, uh, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be the, uh, the, the theme of today. Well, here we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is what's happening. Um, yeah. and some things clearly were out of their control. Sure. Uh, but a lot of things were within their control that they either ignored or decided not to do or you know just put immunocompromised people in a room with people who uh you know possibly could have the covid yeah yeah oh you know what i'm just thinking what the hell we're at this point now as my ring hits my table that's what that noise was yeah um your muffins are ready (laughs) exactly uh 
we're at this point now where everyone a knows pro wrestling is fake and b uh, yeah yeah shock, what are you shock. talking about um how dare you? Everyone's pretty accepting of, you know, the way the storytelling works and all those different things. So why not just say fuck it and rerun the exact same uh, forklift random boxes on top of Roman <laughs> Reigns angle, but poorly CG Goldberg's face in? Like, there you go. And add you, some you, extra clangy poles. Yeah, yeah. That's all you got to do. Rerun the exact same thing you did poorly edited it so it looks like Goldberg was behind it, that dastardly son of a bitch, or that Braun Strowman was behind See, the thing that frustrates me about this is, like, we don't even have a justification for why it's Braun Strowman, just that it's Braun Strowman, who... He, he uh, didn't have a match. Yeah, That's he, he's, he, by the way, uh, continues to be big show alignment, namely he is heel or face, depending on whatever situation they want to give oh, him. Oh, yeah, no, there's there's no uh, no denying his, his Big Show 2.0 sort of situation. Quick sidetrack on Big Show. Um, yeah. Have you have you watched the show Happy with uh, uh, I, Maloney and Pat Oswalt as the little imaginary guy? I have not watched it. I read the comic it was based on, but I have not watched yes. the show. I read the comic and was excited for the show. The second sh- season of the show just got put out on Netflix. Yeah. So I, I watched the first episode last night and the opening credits, you know, people, guest stars, whatever, says Paul White. I'm like, oh, cool. Big show's in this. And then he's like naked taking a shit in a prison cell. And I was like, that's way more the big show than I ever needed to see. But here we are. That reminds me, <laughs> did you see uh, the trailer for The Big Show Show, which is premiering on Netflix, I think, Monday? Yeah, The Big Show Show starring The Big Show in a show that is big. Um, yeah, I did see a trailer for that. It's it, – I'm probably going to at least watch an episode or two just to check it out. It looks kind of – It's straight up TGIF. 90 yeah i was just gonna say 90s it could have been on after full house and before yeah. family matters and fit yeah. in yeah. uh so yeah that's uh you know maybe kick off uh kick step by step out yeah. throw in uh the big show show and uh and, and here we are sorry suzanne summers and uh yeah. patrick duffy <laughs> <laughs> and that girl who played al yeah, yeah, yeah. what what's up what's happening uh, <laughs> All right. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Huh? Yeah. What? What's going on? Hmm? The, the, what? <laughs> as, as, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. As as Skype froze on us while I was doing a, a, a weird gag there. So there we go. Anyway. You, you talk for a minute. I'm going to plug. I'm going to hardwire my laptop in. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Uh, so, uh, you know, WrestleMania looking like a mess. And it certainly isn't helped. <laughs> by the current state of, well, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. We continued with another week of empty arena shows that were filmed at the PC. Uh, they they just sort of kind of continued on here with uh, just trying to make a really shitty lemonade out of lemons and just film more and more shows that feel like they're they're being performed for an audience of one because it's WWE is, it really is an audience. Of one. But, uh, yeah, nice. Uh, but really, I think the thing that is most alarming is we are at WrestleMania weekend and raw had the lowest viewership. I think ever 1.9 million average over the three hours. We're down below 2 million. Did I also read that there were only three matches in the whole three hours? Yes. That is correct. I mean, I get it's the go-home show for Mania. You want to, you know, present all the storylines that are happening, uh, even though they didn't present all of them, see Roman Reigns. Yes. But um, 
well, I guess he's Gold. That's Goldberg. Goldberg SmackDown, right? Yes. Is that yes? Okay. Because the universe, yeah. Because they swapped the titles, right? Who's the who's? Oh, Brock. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I let's see. I don't even remember who the fucking champions are. Um, <laughs> I forgot where I was going. No, this. no, no. It's okay. But let, let let's talk about some of the things that were on that show. You had uh, the Undertaker getting all shooty. On AJ Styles talking shit about the Styles Clash. And you know what? I was totally fine with the idea of Undertaker taking the angle of, oh, you know, you were a big fish in a small pond. You couldn't hang with us then. Don't know why you think you can hang with us now. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because that, you know, that that's, that's sort of like twisting the knife in a fun way. But when you go into talking about how Michelle uh, McCool did the Styles Clash better and got it more over... Uh, nothing is more try-hardy badass than this evil biker dead man guy saying the words Michelle McCool. Yeah. It's just it just destroys any uh illusion of badassery that he had left, which was minuscule at the most. Um, you know, I fuck I I, I look. Fuck the Undertaker. Go yeah. away. Okay, yeah. I know this is I'm, I'm dying on this hill and have been for some time. The guy does the fucking nothing for me, and I just pray. Uh, I mean, I guess it already happened, so it's fine that he didn't kill AJ Styles with a Bosch tombstone. Um, yeah. So you know, it's, uh, and what the fuck is a boneyard match anyway? Have they given any kind of detail what this what this is? Is it is it going to be clearly? It's apparently set uh, on filmed on some kind of set yes. so there's gonna be some kind of spooky like a party city threw up in a conference room in the fucking mm-hmm. pc sort of vibe to it mm-hmm. um gals and anderson were mentioned by name and and fucking taker said something about his holy trinity uh of yeah, some kind of bullshit fuckery that he's probably gonna pull i don't know is he gonna reincarnate as 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 biker taker you know he's gonna do go through a door and then the edit smash cut and then he's out as fucking biker taker and then you know he comes back out and he's some other fucking maga douchebag Fuck. <laughs> what, what? <sighs> i will say and and uh i will probably echo this in the preview show at least it's not a normal match at least it is I guess at least it is something that they can film and edit and cut out botches uh, although you would think they'd cut out botches like fucking Montez Ford murdering himself on a on a ramp um but you got to get those gifts you got to get those uh gifable moments it's moment man it's they're all about moments now, that was a, that was a moment now speaking of weirdness from promos on raw on monday chris if you had a promo where becky lynch is talking about her WrestleMania main event last year and how okay. you know that basically prepped her for this big moment uh, against Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. If you're going to cut in footage from that match, how do you think you would do that? Um, you know, I would use offense of Becky on one of the other two ladies and especially use the pin, but from an angle that doesn't make it look like a botch. Excellent suggestion. Now, Chris, what if I told you they had her start the promo, then talk about the match, then they showed the match in full, complete with entrances, and then they cut back to Becky still in the ring, continuing her promo 20 plus minutes later? Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. Why wouldn't you? If you're going to do that, show the match first. 
then have Becky come out and do her thing, as you just saw, you know, whatever. Like, why? It makes zero fucking <laughs> sense. And, and let me let me guess, Shayna came out after. Yes, right? yes, and, and, and yeah, and, and choked her yeah. out. Yes. So why why couldn't they have uh, you know uh, come back from the match package to Shayna already choking out Becky and then game oh, over? That that would have been perfect. What you're describing makes total sense. Okay, that's okay. not how they do things. No, it is not. They do things the most stupid bumfuck way you could imagine. Yeah. Like think of the worst possible idea to do something. Vince is like, that's such good shit. Yeah, very bad. No good. Don't like it. Um, I did cool. kind of like uh, Owens had a promo on uh, Seth Rollins, which I really okay. liked. Um, Owens and also Edge, for that matter, are basically showing that like you Canadians don't... can talk. Well, not just that, but you don't <laughs> have to do the traditional pro wrestling promo in this environment. Right. That you can kind of sit down and, and really have an interesting monologue. I think Edge did it better than Owens because, I mean, Edge is a bit more seasoned. Um, yeah. But you know, Edge just sitting down and and basically talking about, you know, uh, his path to wrestling and Orton's path to rest, wrestling, how it contrasted and, and all of that. And I, I just thought it was a really good promo. And half of it was just the fact that it wasn't a wrestling promo. It was, you know, it felt like something just coming from the heart of Edge. And again, really just kind of further bummed me out that this guy's having his big WrestleMania moment in front of literally no one. But <laughs> yeah. He, he got his pop at the rumble. So, yeah. you know that, and honestly that probably the return pop probably bigger than what he would have gotten at mania. I mean, obviously the more people at mania, so maybe a little louder, but in terms of the emotion of it, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have topped the rumble. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right, but man, it's just, it's just sad. I'm I'm thinking about, you know, now that we're this far into it and and it, I was kind of reminded of it by uh the tweet that um uh, Candice LeRae put out uh mm-hmm. talking about her gear for the ladder match. Yeah. There's got to be all these people who put out the money for special gear, stuff for special entrances. Um, you know, th- I feel like this is a year where everyone sort of like pushes themselves to that next level of like I'm yeah. going to I'm going to do something nice. And it's going to be in front of a crowd of none. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's the, you know, that's the weirdest thing about it because WrestleMania, everything we know about WrestleMania is that it's this massive Super Bowl esque sort of production. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think I said this last week. It's almost a dis, well, not almost, it is a disservice to the brand mm-hmm. of WrestleMania to call whatever they're doing tonight and tomorrow night. WrestleMania. Yeah. Just because it's the first, you know, weekend in April doesn't mean that, you know, what's happening is up to par for WrestleMania. I feel like WrestleMania, the the name, the event, the 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 pageantry, the passion, the uh mm-hmm. sportsmanship, everything about it, we're not getting any of it. Yeah. We're just getting a, a a you know, a slapdick too big for one night uh sort of, you know, thrown together clusterfuck and it's yeah. just it devalues WrestleMania. Exactly. And and another group that I feel bad for, although my understanding is that group got much smaller, is uh, the three-way ladder match for the SmackDown tag titles, Miz and Morrison, the New Day, and the Usos. You're doing a ladder match, which has to suck in front of 70,000 people to begin mm-hmm. with, but you're doing it again in front of no one. And you're going to be taking these high-risk 
spots mm-hmm. in front of no one. Yeah. And because it's WrestleMania. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why. I don't understand. Like, c- couldn't that have just been a regular three-way match? I mean, and it, it, it's it's different when you're doing like a smoke and mirrors type match where you need those things, kind of like yeah. I feel like Edge Norton is going to be. But they would have been fine with just a standard three-way. They they didn't need anything else. Yeah, not only that, with the ladder match, you know, you, you're often using the wide shots of an empty arena. Yeah. Uh, so you're adding, you know, you're just throwing in extra reminders that there's nobody there to experience this. Whereas, you know, a regular match, you can kind of shoot it and cut cut it and edit it in a way that you're not reminded that there's nobody fucking there as often, I guess. I mean, you're still listening to a fucking void uh, of just meat slapping and that's about it. But, um, yeah, it's here we are. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Elsewhere on SmackDown, uh, they were doing more of the weird um, static gimmick, and we actually got a person sitting in a chair surrounded by computers saying the truth would be heard. No idea who that's going to be. Rumor is it's uh, Mustafa Ali, but uh, yeah, I mean the the frame of the person kind of kind of seemed similar, and he kind of the, the the symbol on the screen was kind of like his little arc reactor type uh, gimmick a little bit too. So possibly it could be him, although it seems like that's more of a Healy sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and if they're you know. We've said this a lot where you have these, you know, people who are really good as the white meat baby face and then get put in position of being a heel like a Sami Zayn or Daniel Bryan. And then they totally redeem themselves. Um, But I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. I mean, if anything, uh, the fact that creative has something for Mustafa Ali is good. But if it is, uh, yeah. yeah, if it, if it is good, we'll see. And uh, really, the, the other big thing coming on SmackDown was John Cena accepted. Bray Wyatt's challenge to a Firefly Funhouse, fun easy for me to say, Firefly Funhouse match. That wasn't already confirmed by last night? Uh, no. no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And this is, it's, I mean, that's just a insult to the watch the viewer's intelligence. Because, yeah. you know, the past, what, three or four weeks, they've been face-to-face and cutting promos on each other. Mm-hmm. And Anybody with, you know, a uh, iota of a uh, piece of knowledge in their brains, so says a smart guy, uh, um, would realize that these guys are going to have a match. So why why make a big deal out of finally accepting it? That is an excellent question, Chris. <laughs> I wish I could tell you. I, I, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I legit don't know. But, you know, we're going to get it. And more importantly than that, you have... A multitude of options to watch the aforementioned WrestleMania this weekend. So you could pay nothing and get a free trial of the WWE Network. Mm, that sounds great. I'll do that. Okay. Well, Chris. Well, I already pay for the network. But yeah. If I were looking to, uh, you know, watch this without, I, I think I think it may be time to cancel. Well, anyway, continue. Well, anyway, Chris, I know that sounds like a great idea, but have you thought about signing up? On the Fox Sports app and paying $60 for both nights of WrestleMania. That thought uh, has never and will never cross my mind. Okay, great. Awesome. Now, what about Fight.TV? Of course, we're big fans of Fight.TV here. Traditionally, Mm -hmm. they uh, show uh, AEW events internationally, GCW, (laughs) Ring of Honor, New Japan, all that good stuff. What Mm -hmm. if I told you for $60 you could watch both nights of WrestleMania? Yeah, that's still a hard pass. Okay, 
Awesome. Now, uh, let's cut to your cable system. Chris, you have cable, right? No, I do not. Okay, fantastic. For $60, <laughs> you can watch both nights of WrestleMania. Okay, now, no. Now, if you just want one night, that's mm-hmm. 35 Oh, so you're getting a deal for both nights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Or, again, you can pay nothing and sign up for a free month of WWE Network. Yeah, I think that's, um, that now, would be the way to go. Now, you may have uh, already had an account assigned to your email, which means you have to pay. Chris, do you want to guess how much it is for one uh, month of the WWE Network? I believe it's nine ninety nine. That That's correct. $9.99. Yeah. But, again, you don't have to worry about signing up with emails and what have you. You can just go to fight.tv and sign up with a different email and spend $60. What do you think? No, I'm not going to spend sixty dollars on right, this. Right, right, but uh, Fox Fox Sports app. It's on the Fox app. You you want to spend sixty dollars there, right, Chris? I, I don't want to spend sixty dollars at all. Okay, awesome. Um, do you want to get cable and then no? Spend si- <laughs> but Chris, sixty dollars, Chris. <laughs> yeah, sixty dollars. That's uh, that's like uh, three Warhorse T-shirts yeah. that I could buy. Yeah, for exactly. that price. That that that's accurate. But but Chris, it's WrestleMania. Don't you want to pay $60 for it? This isn't WrestleMania, Marty. It's <laughs> WrestleMania in name. Yeah, no, not... it's WrestleMania. Uh, you weren't there, and it's too big for one night. $60, please. <laughs> if there's not some kind of uh, AR pirate ship at some point, <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. I, I mean, the the Kabuki Warriors are on the show. I know. So they could do that. They could uh, give us a big pirate ship with a big creepy Oscar mask. Like they could legitimately, when Kyrie goes to do the insane elbow, like legitimately, like Photoshop slash AR a pirate ship that she's climbing up and off of. Oh yeah, just, just yeah. do that for us, please. That's you all. That's all I ask. If it's they want to, if they want to start making WrestleMania look like fucking Marvel versus Capcom. And just have like random light explosions when people hit their uh, hit their finishers or, or what have you. Like go heavy on the post production. Let's get weird. Here's how you avoid the no crowd situation. Yeah, you drop fucking green screen all around the ring so that you can make your own backgrounds, just like a Marvel versus Capcom or a Street Fighter. Okay, you know what? That's a great idea. But again, Chris, sixty dollars on the Fox Sports app. What do you think? No, it's not going to happen, bud. Well, uh, I'm pleased to tell you that apparently this is the pilot because next year the genie goes back in the bottle. WrestleMania is going to go back to being an exclusive thing for $60. Well, typically I go go over uh, Gorehouse House for WrestleMania. No, He's, no, he... Chris, Chris, you got to spend $60 because you can't go to someone no, else's I'm house. not. Eric's going to. <laughs> yeah, but you can't go to his house right now because, you know, Corona. I understand that. I'm talking about next year when the genie's back in the bottle. Yeah, but no, $60, Chris. Please give. give. It, no, I'm not letting go of my $60. Okay? Please give. The billionaire no. needs to eat. Oh, yeah. No. Eat the rich. I will. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> just, just no. Look, if – and this is another talking point here. If – it's not just WrestleMania next year and all pay-per-views go back to pay-per-views yeah. th- and they essentially kill off the network. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm not 
yeah. I'm not watching WWE at all anymore. Uh, I, I will say, especially if they continue to build these things the way that they're building them right now, which, by the way, this is your indication. WrestleMania, the most important show of the calendar year for WWE, they decided when they needed to change the main event that they would just have Michael Cole randomly mention the new participants. There was no great storyline. There was no great build. I'm sorry. I know that there's a lot of people who listen to this show and there are people out in the Twitter sphere who love WWE. But this is what they're giving you, folks. There isn't going to be this big moment. I know in my heart of hearts, I would want it to be. But there's not going to be this big moment where it's like, oh, they're charging $60 for pay-per-views again? Let's make that creative better so the shows are worth $60. Mm-hmm. No. They're already giving you what they believe is a great product. And if you don't believe it, look at the way that they fucking berate fans on Twitter who care to differ. This is what you're going to get, folks, for 60 goddamn dollars. A fucking shit show that they slapped together. Yeah. Yeah. It's insulting, honestly. Remarkably so. (laughs) It shows an intense and insane level of contempt for their fan base. I mean, look, I thought AEW was crazy to come back with that idea of, hey, you spend $50 for a pay-per-view. I thought it was going to be dead in the water. But you know what they did? A, there's only four of them a year. Mm-hmm. B, they build the shows. And more yeah. than that, the shows pay off long-term storylines. Yeah, with good definitive matches. Yeah. If yeah. if this were WWE, Shocking. Jericho would have beat Moxley by some sort of schmoz, and John Moxley would have won the title on some random dynamite, probably now in front of a cr- in front of a crowd of no one. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're 100 percent correct. Um, it's it's really gotten to. I know I keep. <sighs> I feel like this has just become the shit on WWE house, but. It's just they're they just keep doing all the wrong things. Um, they're not giving me reason to fight for them, to to stick up for them, to continue to give them my money. Um, you know, I haven't bought. Uh, I I used to be pretty regular whenever they'd have a good deal on some shirts. You know, mm-hmm. buy one get mm-hmm. one or or twelve dollar tees, something like that. I'd be like, all right, yeah, I'll check out. You know, get some NXT folks uh, tees or you know maybe they got a new Daniel Bryan one. I like. Yeah, no, I haven't bought uh, a piece of uh, WWE merch in months. I haven't gotten any excitement about going to any shows that happened local. there was a raw in dc i could have mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. found my way to they were planning on doing a pay-per-view here in baltimore that yeah. i had zero intention of uh of putting out any money for you know if i get free tickets maybe yeah um, or as you know. we were talking about scooping them up on StubHub, real cheap day of the show Right, yeah, and but then you still got to pay for parking. Oh, you know, sure, sure, sure. You know, funnel cake or something like that. You know, because I'm fucking lard ass. But um, yeah, I just I I can't I can't justify it. And I think I think it maybe I think it may be time. I think maybe after this weekend, um, I I hit the old cancellation button on on the network because I'm really only watching it for NXT. Uh, and that's sporadically at most. I watched last week's. I didn't watch this. Pa- I didn't watch this past Wednesday's. I watched the week prior. Yeah. Um, and even and even then, I was mostly scrolling through Twitter, not really being invested in it. Uh, maybe it was partly because it was Tom Phillips and Byron Saxon. And I'm sure if I ever get around to watching this week's, Sam Roberts is going to turn me off from ever watching the product again. He was um, real bad, real yeah. bad. I miss me some Morrow and Nigel and Beth. They were, they really became a great team and the story. It's just, 
Uh, I don't know, man. It's all it's all just a shell of what it was and what it could be. It's just not there. And it really it shouldn't be, you yeah. know, uh, and with Florida finally shutting down, essentially, mm-hmm. um, they have some stuff in the can. Don't know how much. Don't know what they're going to do. I can affirm what they have. They have they have Monday Night's Raw and that's it, right? They have Monday Night's Raw and they have Wednesday's NXT. Okay. Because that's the uh, Gargano Champa empty arena match, which they filmed and, in full sale. And ladder match too, right? Uh, yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So they they're putting up a big fight for what few viewers are watching wrestling on Wednesdays now. Yeah. Um, and it just further leads to the question: Why are they still doing these shows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because you look at the ratings from the Wednesday Night Wars this week, and both shows massive hits like yeah i think each lo- had two hundred thousand fewer viewers yep. than the week prior if not you know plus or minus 50k on that yeah. um it's going off the top of my head remembering looking at the numbers and you know sure i understand that they want to be some kind of distraction from everything going on but everything going on is just so shitty it's almost like i i don't want yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's not really a welcome distraction at this point because you turn on WWE, you turn on even AEW Dynamite, which we'll get into in a moment, right. which was a, a show that I liked a lot better than the week priors. But you turn it on and you're like, this isn't an arena full of screaming fans. This right. is a weird, sterile environment. Why is there a weird, sterile environment? Oh, yeah. The coronavirus. Oh, yeah. yeah. People aren't allowed to leave their houses right now. Like yeah. you are not being transported to a place where you can forget about your worries for a while and as Triple H put it, a smile gets put on your face, you are instead hit with a cold smack of reality because your favorite quote-unquote sport isn't running the way that it normally does. Right. Uh, Even though there are some instances like looking at you, Triple Threat North American title match, where they're going to work a match as if there's a crowd there because they fucking did their double downs and we're waiting for the <laughs> This Is Awesome chant that was never going to fucking come. Right. Uh, but that's just me, you know, being kind of a, a sarcastic and uh, smarky piece of shit there. Uh, you know, I thought the match was okay, but man, did that take me out where it's like, why are you laying down for a crowd that's not there? Um, right. They're selling, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, well, what, they, that's well, what they do down there. They they emphasize on selling. Yes, that's right. Work the hard cam and sell, kid. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just one of those things where you're watching any of these shows, uh, even as fun as Dynamite was, you're still being reminded with, oh, yeah, this is a subpar version of something I normally enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you, you know, instead of being distracted about it, you're reminded about it. Exactly. Uh, so it, it's it's not it's not working. And, you know, also apparently AEW has a ton of shit in the can that can get them through the next couple weeks or something Mid-May. like that. Or... Ooh, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's a lot of shit taped. They've got six weeks worth of TV taped. Damn. OK. Well, I don't know. I mean, I. I, I I, I just it's it's hard right now like it, yeah. it's hard right now to act interested and in, in invested in this stuff when you know everything else is happening in the right, world right and, and, um, and the thing is it is a scenario where when you try to invest you just keep yeah. it, getting hit with the reminders of how like it's not like so uh to to 
give a real life example. Last night, my wife and I uh, decided to sit down and watch a movie. And Chris, you'll love, especially knowing my backlog of movies that I haven't watched yet, that we watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, <laughs> Son of a bitch. But, uh, but I will tell you this. Did I think once about the coronavirus while I was watching it? No, I kept thinking about how, holy yeah. shit, Jim Carrey can be 90s Jim Carrey at any point if he wants to be. Yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, I put that movie right alongside Venom on the shelf of this should be a total piece of shit, but goddamn if I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so there's that versus, you know, when I watched AEW on Wednesday, um, yes, there were elements I liked, but you know, after a day of having, because I'm a fucking simpleton having the news on in the background while I was working and then watching that, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm just being constantly reminded about how terrible everything is right now. Yeah. It's uh and I try to limit my intake of everything. I try to at least, you know, keep up on the big developments of the day. But if I, if I do what you do, I'd be yeah. fucking, you know, yeah. I'd be through yeah. all this booze that I bought last week. Uh, I, I will <laughs> say I stick with the local news. It's not like I have uh, uh fucking CNN on or, or whatever all day long. Um, right. Like uh, credit where credit is due. Uh, your, your old pals at WBAL are, um, they're, they're doing the Lord's work over there because they've added like extra hours of coverage. And, of course. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, of course they have. Yeah. Uh, they're <laughs> they're like, taking it all the way to the bank, baby. Yeah. Uh, but um, it, it's it's very local focused as opposed to, you know. Right. National or even international. Yeah. So Dan uh, Jarris knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <He's a> smart <laughs> man. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, this simpleton right here is proof positive because I've been watching that shit every day. Um, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, it's just a shit show, and and normally wrestling is is one of my uh, many uh, escapes from the real world, and instead, you know, I was kind of hit with it. Now, that said, um, you know, as much as I thought the, the WWE stuff didn't work, I thought Dynamite worked better this week than it definitely worked the week before. Maybe not as good as the first week as Daily, at Daily's Place, but... Uh, AEW basically decided we're going to just rip off of NWA power. We're going full studio wrestling. And uh, they ran a show from uh, QT Marshall's wrestling school, which in and of itself is a sentence that just doesn't feel right to say out loud. Uh, And we had a a show that felt like a uh, Chris. I don't know if you ever used to watch the syndicated WCW uh, worldwide show. uh, No, I never did Fox affiliate, but uh, it kind of reminded me a lot of that. Just tiny studio wrestling in front of, I mean, granted the crowds there were a bit bigger, like 200 people, but <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it just felt like, you know, this weird little bubble of, of pro wrestling that we got to enjoy for a few hours. And it started hot with Kenny Omega versus Trent. What'd you think of that one, Chris? Uh, I liked it. Uh, you know, Trent really getting a chance to shine as the solo guy. We're getting more and more of, you know, I don't think he's fully on back as best bout machine Kenny Omega at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, heading back in that direction, I like the fact that they teased the um, time limit draw but then didn't use it, you mm-hmm. know, just to mm-hmm. remind people that it's a thing. Um, I liked the the bits with OC and uh, and, and uh, Chucky e. T, you know, uh, around the ring and <laughs> when, <laughs> when Kenny did his uh, – I don't know if he did the tope or whatever, but he yeah. went – 
where's my hug? And then OC starts walking towards him. <laughs> <laughs> and Chucky T has to stop him. Yes. Uh, that, that popped me a little bit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I haven't, I never really watched a lot of Trent, uh, Trent Beretta stuff prior mm-hmm. to AEW. So I never really knew what kind of a worker he was aside from the, you know, limited time he's gotten in tag matches. But dude, uh, dude's fucking good. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, this this picked up kind of that thread, you know, as you mentioned, and I, it's funny, I was really going to ask about that last week, um, you know, what happened to the uh, Trent singles push that we got at the top of the year, yeah. like him, you know, going toe-to-toe with guys like Moxley and what have you, uh, but sure as shit, uh, here he is in with Kenny Omega, went toe-to-toe with him, and I think the thing I liked about this, to kind of contrast it from the thing I complained about with NXT, is there really weren't any, like, double down moments like they worked like it was a fight like the action never let up yeah uh and you know i i feel like that's the way these matches should play out in this environment that we have right now you know don't don't play to a fan base that isn't there yeah no indie standoffs please exactly just you know action 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 i mean yeah make the matches shorter if you got to uh to to fit that but um you know, I, I, I thought it was a, a really great match for both guys, especially knowing apparently Omega's got a fucked up shoulder right now. And still healing from a broken hand or finger yeah. or whatever also. So, you know, to be able to go out there and put on a match like that, you know, it, it's good to have, a you know, guys like Omega, who this is the second week in a row now, went out and did a 20, you know, plus minute or 20 minute match uh, that ate up, you know, a lot of the time, one sixth yeah. of your of your show. So you don't have to worry about getting other people out there or mm-hmm. save them for other tapings or something like that. And dude clearly has the cardio. Uh, yeah. See Tokyo Dome. So. It, it's it's a benefit to them to have you know the type of people on the roster that they have, and, and that's not to say that WWE doesn't have that kind of roster. Yeah, but that's not the kind of show that WWE puts on. Exactly, and and uh, another one of those like uh, shower thoughts that hit me uh, re AEW is just how kind of weird yet cool it is that we are getting weekly or. M- almost weekly Kenny Omega matches on yeah. American TV. And it's not like he's sort of slumping by, uh, you know, any means he's going out there, he's doing what he does best. And he's showing that he can be a TV guy, which I think a lot of people uh, were questioning on the road to AEW, whether or not he could sort of commit to that sort of format. That's uh, silly. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> we, we didn't know who knew he could go yeah. less than 45 minutes, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh also on the show hikaru shida had a squash against anna jay and now here's your Kristoff mm. pervy moment of the week chris anna jay nice that, that that name is spelled j j a y y the second y is for savings uh, <laughs> uh the, the second why is for yes my hands are down my pants jesus god in heaven uh <laughs> looks like we're getting hager versus moxley in an empty arena match on the april 15th episode of aew dynamite we got a promo package that i thought was actually really good for a match involving one guy who i never want to see on my tv again <laughs> all things considered they did a hell of a job with it i will say um you know mvps of the week for aew the truck monkeys 
um, between that segment there and the uh, which we'll get to in a minute, the uh, Jericho Hardy situation. Yes. Um, kudos to the Truck Monkeys for the uh, the swift, uh, slick editing uh, that they used on those. Yes, uh, we had Lance Archer's debut, which was preceded <laughs> by a pretty dope uh, video promo from Jake Roberts. Uh, again, seeing Jake Roberts cutting promos every week on TV is really nice because I don't even think we got that in his prime. Yeah. Um, uh, the the she wears the pants bit at the end was a yeah, little meh. Yeah. Like he, he he can do better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know other that's if my that's my only like minor quibble yeah. uh, about that promo. It worked really well as the build up into the match, and you know uh, as we're watching live, I'm watching on the TNT app, so I'm like I have like a 15 second delay. Yeah, and and you texted me and you said, oh god, they're giving him Marco, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to see a child murdered on live tv yes uh... indeed and that's what it was uh, yeah it, it was one of the best squash matches i've ever seen as marco stunt died a thousand deaths putting over lance archer including yeah. uh god damn the the fucking release vertical suplex where he just hucked him across the ring oh my god and then after the match uh him choke slamming marco stunt into the baby face side of the crowd which uh yeah. I, if you didn't see aew dynamite this week basically there were uh two quote-unquote crowds mm-hmm. uh the left side of the hard cam was the baby faces which at the beginning of the show was literally just billy gunn and austin gunn yeah uh and they were not social distancing and then you had the heels on the right hand side who were social distancing that was um, Jimmy, Jimmy Havoc, Havoc Kip, Kip Sabian, Sabian uh, Penelope Bill, Ford, yes. and Brit ba- Dr. Britt Baker, uh, DMD. DMD. Yes. yes. Uh, you got to say the whole name. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and it, it was really fun. Uh, the guns alone made more noise than most real crowds. Um, Man, yeah, they are loud and annoying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it worked. Yes. You know, it, it helped. It helped set an atmosphere for the evening. Yeah. Um, and then and, yeah. uh, Chucky e. T and uh, Orange Cassidy got added to the babyface crowd after the opening match. Right. Orange Cassidy had his sign up and ready. It, of course, was a blank piece of cardboard. That's <laughs> fantastic. It's a good piece of character work right there. Yes. Yes. Um, Did I send you the – I don't know if I sent it to you or not. Or you probably saw it. It was a uh, like a, a backstage interview of the best friends and um, it was about the the bracket for the mm-hmm. tournament, and it was Chucky e. T and Trent all fired up. So yeah, I'm gonna win this. I'm gonna win this thing. I'm gonna win this thing. Yeah. And then OC whispers into their ears that they're not <laughs> in the bracket. <laughs> and then they go, "Why don't you tell us this before the interview?" And Orange Cassidy just straight deadpan goes, "This isn't an interview. No one's interviewing us." <laughs> it. it was just fantastically uh, brief, funny. Uh, it got it, got to the punchline, and then yes, dipped the fuck in, out. That's out. a good, that's, that's a good piece of web content right there. Uh, I I had seen that not through you, but I had seen that, and uh, I, okay. I very much enjoyed it. Um, yeah, some good stuff. But uh, uh, oh, and and I just realized we haven't even talked about the 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 title tournament. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, the, the main event tied into it. We had a Brody Lee video where he continues either being Vincent Kennedy McMahon or the worst boss you've ever had. I liked this promo. I think they're one and the same. (laughs) Yeah. I liked this promo infinitely more than the week before. 
Because at it, least it this was, felt like it was less directly Vince McMahon stuff, even though from what I understand, he did do Vince McMahon stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's still, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a fit for the guy. I, and I'm not saying that he is not performing well in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think the fact that it's happening is the, is, is, is the issue, and that's yeah. the route they decided to go. I kind of wanted to see him almost be – I mean, I, I guess you can't do two of the same thing at the same time, but I, I would have rather seen Brody Lee introduce more of like a Lance Archer type. Right. The way they're doing with Archer as opposed to to this. I mean, the Dark Order is kind of floundering on its own. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe they thought that injecting Brody Lee could be, you know, the the shot of yeah. adrenaline that it needs to get over. And the, the, the Vince McMahon, Huckster, and Nacho Man sort of situation they're going for here. It's... You know, it's it wasn't as cringe as the week before, uh, like you said, but it's just still still really not landing for me. I will say Brody Lee looks damn good in a suit. And, he does. Uh, he uh, does. He can cut a damn fine promo without having to do a shitty southern accent. Um, we had uh, basically a TV squash match as it was. Uh, God, what are they called? The natural nightmares? Is that what they're called? I think so. Uh, anyway, it was uh, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall with uh, Brandy Rhodes. Uh, They came out and squashed eight and nine, uh, who were evidently two members of the Dark Order Putty Patrol. Uh, That's pretty much all I could figure out. soldiers. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It was a squash. It was straightforward. And then Brody Lee came out and powerbombed either eight or nine. Couldn't tell you which one it was uh, for their failings. Um, It was a really rough um, timing issue, too, after uh, after the natural nightmares were kind of standing around waiting for Brody to to make his insurance or the music to hit or whatever. It was just like, okay, what the fuck's happening here? Let's get to something. It was uh, a little bit wee bit off. Also, I thought them cutting Brody's theme was unnecessary. Uh, like it should have just played while he murdered the dudes. But that's also me saying that because I really like his theme. It's a good thing. Plus, you know, in the empty arena uh, or empty training facility, it would have helped fill the sound out a little bit. Agreed. So here came the most polarizing part of the show. Either you loved this like we did or you hated this. Chris Jericho was uh, in a hot tub at his palatial estate. He uh, shit talked the elite. Well, he had a little bit of the bubbly. He had a little bit of the bubbly. He was shit-talking the elite. He was shit-talking Matt Hardy, talking about his terrible decision to join with the elite. And as his promo was going on, we kept getting cuts from the uh, Terminator-esque vision of Vanguard 1 version 2.0. Yes. Uh, As it turned out, the Vanguard 1 version 2.0 was on its way to the Jericho compound. To spy uh, on them, I believe, is yes. uh, is, is the sort of situation because they, they preempted this. Um, and I liked how they did this. Tony, before they went to the video package, said Tony um, said that they received video from both Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy slash Vanguard One yes. and their crew edited it together. So yes. it, it's just a little a little touch like that to make mm-hmm. it make sense. That really just goes a long way. Yes. Uh, oh, and speaking of commentary this week was mostly Tony Schiavone with Cody and then later Colt Cabana. Uh, yeah. Schiavone sounded great. Him and Cabana mm-hmm. are a fucking 10 in the booth. Yeah, they, they, they were really fun together. Like Colt, Colt gets a little uh, 
like like we do when we do our redos. Yes. And I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah, yeah. He does get he does get a bit cheese ball, but uh Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Like if they're sitting there and they're trying to figure out, you know, what do we do for uh AEW Dark? Uh yeah. you know, not that I don't want Shivani on Dynamite, but I'm thinking, hey, do JR Taz and Excalibur on one show and do Tony on Colt on the other. Like I I, I really liked that pairing quite a bit and i would love to see yeah. it more i mean evidently we're gonna have a lot of it for the next few weeks anyway cutting back to the promo so jericho's cutting his promo when he realizes vanguard one is approaching his estate so jericho gets out of the hot tub a wearing full-on pants in the hot yeah. tub which yep mwah, excellent touch there <laughs> yeah and he starts shit talking vanguard one and he then tries to apologize to Vanguard One, but he can't say the word sorry because, of course, the Fonz can't say the word sorry. And right. Chris Jericho believes himself to be the Fonz. Uh, and then he offers Vanguard One a spot in the Inner Circle again and produces on a tiny <gasps> hanger a tiny Inner Circle t-shirt. The Man. The, the fact that they're continuing this logic that Chris Jericho will solve all his problems by handing people Inner Circle t-shirts is a 10 yeah. out of 10. But also the wee baby shirt oh, on the, the baby, wee baby hanger. The wee, and, and the fact that they had attached a little uh, zip tie thing onto Vanguard to hang it on there <laughs> was just amazing. It was fantastic pro wrestling comedy at its best. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Vanguard one zips away with the T-shirt and Chris is upset that he stole the T-shirt. <laughs> Not that he didn't join, that he stole the T-shirt. Yes. Um, so he, Chris Jericho, in the most Chris Jericho way ever, yells out, release the hounds uh, in, yeah. in, a, in a Mr. Burns-esque sort of uh, ordeal there. And out come the most um, delightful, unevil sort of group of dogs coming out of his palatial estate. Uh, it was – out fucking standing he threw the bottle of bubbly at vanguard the dogs were barking he couldn't have gone any better um it was it was hysterical and fantastic and that was that's the stuff they need to do yeah with this yeah it it was it was cheesy it was overwrought it was silly it was fun i i loved it and basically i'm really hoping now when we have a Jericho Matt Hardy match, it's on the Jericho compound or something like that, where, you know, it's, it, it's an evolution of the Brooke yes. and Matt Hardy stuff. Like have them actually fight at someone other than Matt Hardy's house, you know? Yeah. Let, yeah, let, yeah, yeah. Let, let's continue this broken universe in a weird way. Um, speaking of video packages for people's houses, we got one from the young bucks where Nick and uh, yeah. Matt are working out in their ring because uh, whichever one it is has a ring in their backyard. Um, this was fine. Uh, if anything, I think this promo is more just be like, hey, the Young Bucks still exist, you guys. Right, they, yeah. They, they just can't travel anywhere, um, which yeah. also I think I, I was thinking about it earlier. Uh, that's why there's no MJF because he's in uh, New York. Um, Chris Stadlander's in New York. LAX are in New York. Or sorry, Proud uh. Powerful are in New York. Like, it's easy to start figuring out why people can't be there. Um, you know, Taz is in New York, Excalibur's in California. Jim Ross was apparently told by Tony Khan to not show up. That's um, smart, yeah. honestly. And I think, yeah. that, you know, I'd imagine JR appreciates it, you know, yeah. that, that somebody's worried about his health. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, that would, you know, it sucks that he, well, 
for him. Uh, yeah. I kind of enjoy not having him on the show. Yes. Uh, Justin Roberts, hopefully he stays wherever he is forever and never <laughs> comes back. Um, I like Brandy doing it, but Dasha did an okay job. Yeah, Dasha as, was uh, fine. As, as ring announcer there. So that was, uh, that worked out for me. Um, but yeah, the, the, the skeleton crew that they had, you know, they're, they, like I said, they're relying on Omega and Cody. Um, Sammy Guevara is really, you know, stepped up and, uh, is taking a lot of these matches to the, uh, to the brink. And that leads us into our main event, which was a big tag match. It was Cody and Darby Allen, mm-hmm. um, against their opponents in the tournament, uh, that being Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, so it was announced Tuesday on AEW Dark that we are getting a mid-card t- It wasn't called that, of course, but we're getting no. a mid-card title uh, in AEW, the TNT Championship. So it will be their yeah. TV title, and it's going to be settled with an eight-man tournament over the next few weeks of Dynamite. Uh, this was sort of a tease of what we're going to get as the opening round matches are Sean Spears versus Cody Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara, and I'm gonna botch the other half of the. Uh, uh, it's uh, the the natural Dustin Rhodes yes. against Kip Sabian, and yes. then uh, Lance Archer against Cole Cabana. Thank you so much. I I, I couldn't welcome. remember who was going against who on the other half. I just remembered <laughs> who the four people were. Um, so yeah, that, we have uh, probably heard my cat. Uh, oh, that was yours. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't um, sure. I was like looking around. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So eight man tournament, uh, p- a lot of pairings of people who've had issues with each other. And we got to see the return of some of those issues, uh, in this tag match, which basically was just like a fun house show esque tag match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were comedy spots with, uh, Spears and, and, uh, Guevara betting money as to who could hold a vertical soup plex longer as sean spears sean spears character has gone from being 10 guy to being weird spooky guy with elaborate entrance to just being random guy with a gambling addiction that's really where we're at and and, you know what it's the best i've seen him in AEW, so i'll take it yeah totally fine with it uh but it was a really fun tag including darby allen murdering himself with a (laughs) coffin drop off of a random support pole in this warehouse yeah he just spider monkeyed his way up there and then coffin dropped off yeah, it, it's it going to parkour himself to death one of these days. It was ridiculous and crazy, uh, but a really fun hint of wants to come, including uh, the the tag team, which really felt like a, a stepdad and stepson, Darby Allen and Cody, uh, not getting on too well. Um, yeah, can they coexist? Yeah, can they coexist? It seems not. And if you ask me, we're probably going to see that in the semifinals of this tournament. Because looking at the tournament, I think, uh, you know, so I, I think it's pretty obvious Cody's going to beat Sean Spears. Right. And on the other side of the bracket, you have Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. I don't want Sammy to keep losing because, well, he's fucking fantastic, as this yes. main event proved. But I think it, we're going to get that big rematch between Darby and Cody. Um, and I think looking at the other side of the bracket, it's pretty clear that it's going to end up being Archer and Dustin. Uh, so they can continue to build the Archer Cody thing with yeah. Archer probably murdering Dustin. And it would make sense for the finals then to be Cody and Archer. So basically Cody has another belt to run with. Uh, what are you thinking? So you think Cody wins out? I do. Yes. Okay. All right. I mean, I feel like 
I feel like if you're bringing in Lance Archer as this big murdering murder Hulk monster, mm-hmm. you got to have him win and get this uh, get this new title. Um, so I'm, I'm saying Archer wins out. Uh, but I could I could see it either way. Uh, and yeah, like you said, I would love for this to be on somebody like a Darby or a Sammy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kip really hasn't gotten the exposure as the other two. So it wouldn't make a lot of sense for him right now. Yeah. Cole Cabana has some name recognition, but, you know. That's not really going anywhere. Yeah. Um, he's 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 a, a body and a you know a good talker and a, a solid hand sort yes. of thing. Yeah. So it, it's it's got to be between Cody and and Lance and you know I like um I, I, like I said I wouldn't mind Cody picking it up but I feel like if you're going to establish Archer as mm-hmm. this uh, shithead motherfucker uh, do it and go all the way with it. You know that's that's a fair point and honestly. For the most part, I really think the only one that I'd be kind of like, eh, is either Dustin or, or Cabana. Uh, I feel like almost anyone in that tournament would be an interesting first champion. Sure. Um, you know, whether it's the star power of Cody, the monster in uh, uh, Archer, uh, the unseen star given that extra bit of push in Kip Sabian, or basically the guys who have been already anointed as the next generation in Guevara and, and uh, Darby Allen. Um, there's a lot of great options in there. Uh, except, except Sean Spears. Yes. Yeah. He's Sean, the only one that makes no sense. Yeah. He would make zero sense whatsoever. Um, but the other five guys, uh, could be very interesting and I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this tournament plays out over the next few weeks because, Hey, they taped the thing. So hopefully we'll right. actually get to see it play out. What's really interesting, and I believe it was uh, it was my buddy Mark who texted this to me. Mm-hmm. If you are Sean Spears, yeah, and you're you're quarantined at home with Peyton Royce, why yeah. are you making the trip to fucking <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> that's that's a great fucking point. That's I I I honestly could not tell you for the life of me why one would do that. Man, that is a foolish decision, Sean. Yeah. Foolish. Yeah, I mean, hey, you're. Your girl Jordan Grace is home with her boy, uh, uh, the Gresham. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Waiting on that, uh, that OnlyFans to start up. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you haven't just started funneling our Patreon money directly to her Patreon. I was like, really good. It's, 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 it's taken some hits recently. You don't the say. Patreon. You don't say. <laughs> yes. It could be in, uh, in danger of going away soon. <laughs> well, folks. If you want the Patreon to stick around, please throw some shekels at it and pop on over there because we're going to have a WrestleMania preview for an event that neither one of us want to watch, but we're going to make predictions anyway. Until next week, I'm Marty. Uh, and I'm, I need to go get some Tylenol. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Glorious. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase w capital G lowercase k capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Roughhouse Rough House, uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay.
Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. The Rough House podcast is brought to you by the AJ Style School for Talking Good promo well. If you want to like me, have a good talk style words with your speech, simply make sure that... You cut the promo for people to be like, yeah, that man has the points for with talking app. The AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well is now accepting applications for prospective new students. Are you an aspiring pro wrestler but not sure if you can handle yourself on the stick? Then call the AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well to hone your craft just like the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. For example, Claire Lynch, that ain't a, that's not a good. So I was like, uh-uh. And, and then Dixie Carter, she said, hmm. And I'm like, you got it, because I'm, I'm the one that's pheno- phenomenal. I'm the phenomenal one here in this environment of wrestling. All right, we got six sides on like, Die four now, AJ! We got four sides in the one. This is my house, and this is where I live. I'm the best, I'm the best that's ever been in the world. I'm the best that there is. Be the best that there is, just like AJ Styles. The AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well will make sure you're ready to take the squared circle by vociferous force. Classes include Spitting Hot Fire 101, Advanced Pipe Bomb Dropping, and Mush Mouth Management. Send in your application now to the AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well and make yourself phenomenal. I'm the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, and if you have desires to speak in a fashion much than the way that I have done talks before with the way I've done words all the, with my mouth. I make speak and people go, man. And then I kick people. Usually it heads, I, my head, in the, I kick them in the head is what I do. Um, I'm a uh, total knockout. E, EC, TNA. TNA is what I'm in. Because that's, that's where I'm, Really hoping I get hired by WWE. I'll wear a mask. I hear there's a Sincara open. The AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well is located in the Deep South, right in front of Foreign Object Warehouse and perpendicular to the KFC. 